Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mass Day Chronicles episode 16. This week we are joined by Jennifer Flett and Henry Leckie, aka Jen and Hen. They're an awesome travelling couple originally from Edinburgh and just out of Brighton, now living a nomad lifestyle and traveling around the globe. They have a brilliant blog called Hoopla Adventures, great name too, by the way, and they post excellent content documenting their travel adventures whilst giving helpful and informative advice. They started their journey a few years ago and haven't looked back since. They're a truly inspirational couple and I hope to follow in their footsteps one day too. Jen and Hen are huge animal lovers and enjoy pet sitting whilst visiting different destinations. It honestly sounds like they're living the dream. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us today, Jen and Hen. Could you please tell the listeners a bit more about yourself? Hi, nice to be on, Michelle. Thank you for inviting us. You're welcome. Thank you. So I guess our story um, started with, well, with the pet sitting in cats about three, four years ago now. Um, Before that, uh, we had both met in Edinburgh and about just over five years ago at a friend's wedding. We um, were both working in hospitality. I was managing a restaurant. Um, Henry was an accountant, but had uh, just given up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've heard a little bit before that, but yeah. Okay. We had both planned to travel around the world. We were both basically at the same point in our lives where we had decided to like leave and <laughs> go travel and retrain as teachers, um, which is what. Uh, part of her job that we do online um and yeah it just met each other at the right time i think yeah Um, yeah we're we're both in the middle of planning our our separate solo journeys and uh where we sort of both starting to put the wheels in motion for that when we met and uh after a bit of time we sort of went you know what this is something we're both looking at doing so we'll do it together And now we, so currently we are working online as teachers. I'm a freelance writer. Henry is training to be a photographer <laughs> extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and we're pet sitters, so, uh, which is something we found out about a couple of years ago uh, from another couple. Okay. Uh, we both, as they adore animals uh, <laughs> and pets. Um, and... We have now been sitting, I think, for about 14 months. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a bit of a, a meandering route to get here because we started off doing ski seasons and open mm. work and everything. And spent some time living in Slovakia as teachers and then, yeah, got into pet sitting from there. 
So, uh, yeah, and now we've looked after everything from bees (laughs) to uh, dogs, cats, alpacas, uh, (laughs) chickens, uh, all kinds of all kinds of pets. Quite the range, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, and you sound like a match made in heaven, like you were supposed to meet because you had the same kind of idea at the same time. So that's that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you both had this idea of kind of wanting to travel on your individual journeys. Um, and you both started this journey and um, living it as you say, not long, not too long ago. Did you say around 14 months ago now that you started? Yeah, well, we left the UK about four years ago. So we've been doing oh, other jobs okay. up, to, up until that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, pet sitting for about four, 14 months. Okay. So what kind of inspired you both, I guess, individually to to, to want to take that leap and, and, and start travelling? Uh, I... I ever since I was at school I've always been fascinated with traveling um Mm. and I wasn't able to take a gap year for my university Mm -hmm. um I really wanted to but I I just couldn't so I'd always thought about taking some time at a later point Mm. to go and do essentially my gap year um but uh I just got to a point where sort of everything in my life was at the right stage that I could do it. I didn't necessarily have all the commitments and everything that would stop me from doing it. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go go ahead and, and start doing this. Yeah. And for me, I think, uh, probably quite similar at the, at the yeah. point I wasn't traveling was always something also that I was fascinated by. And, um, I couldn't really do it that much when I was younger um, and I just got to a point where I thought well yeah I had less commitments and, and, and things so I thought well this is maybe an opportunity to to leave and <laughs> get here I mean I was 27 when I made this decision and Henry's a little bit older than me <laughs> yeah. just a little bit yeah <laughs> uh, um, and I was <laughs> so, yeah, that's okay. Um, so you when you think about that kind of lifestyle, you, you, you I often thought, oh, you know, it's kind of for younger younger folk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing how many people we've met uh, our age that are, are doing this as well. So um, everything just kind of aligned, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we met each other, so it <laughs> it doubly aligned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everything fell into place nicely. Exactly. I think there's this whole idea of, you know, traveling when you're younger to find yourself. But I think when you travel, when you're just that little bit older, you, you're you less naive and you have, I guess, more of an open mind to to learn and to want to explore and experience things. And you both, you know, you have that kind of drive to, to want to explore and together. So, yeah, it sounds like it worked out well and was the right time for, for both of you. So there's no, you know, age limit 
limit really on when to to start so that's that's a really good um example of of you know being brave and taking that leap at, at any age really to to be able to start traveling so um what does slow because I read a little bit about I read a little on your blog about um like slow traveling and sustainable travel so what does that mean for you and could you tell some of some of our listeners who you know might not be aware of of what that means yeah of course so um slow traveling sustainable travel I guess is something we didn't really think about before Mm. we left yeah um, to go but as we've meandered around yeah. meandering is the yeah <laughs> is the uh the right term here and the way that we've done it is basically made it so that we can slow travel mm. and i am a serial planner i always want to know <laughs> i always always want to do about a million things <laughs> everywhere yeah. i go fit it all in um and then henry being more laid back has taught me the the value of maybe just picking out a few things, seeing where we can <laughs> see where we can go, mm-hmm. go up this, do this. So slow traveling isn't uh, necessarily that you have to take three weeks to like visit a city or something, but mm-hmm. you, you can still go on a weekend break. But it's maybe just choosing less things and just taking your time a bit more, and then <coughs> and then sort of really trying to delve into the culture a bit better shop and then sustainable comes into that so shop locally find interest in things that the locals are doing and stuff mm. like that so um and there's yeah. also an element of uh sort of following on from what Jim was saying that it's not not necessarily that you like hop on a plane and fly somewhere spend a couple of weeks in a hotel and fly back yeah <laughs> For for us, a lot of our travelling is done with trains and buses. Uh, so so even sort of when we're travelling between places, we're taking our time. We're maybe stopping off on the way, doing a bit of exploring, then carrying on the journey, um, and really trying to sort of also um, the house setting is great because it allows us to actually spend time in a culture. Uh, having to go to the local shops and buy food and things like that, rather than being in a hotel and being kind of isolated from everything. So there is that side to it as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, and and travelling by train, you get to see so much more of the country as well. Um, you know, when you're on an aeroplane, it just goes by so quickly. You don't really get to see anything but the sky. Um, so, yeah, travelling on train is definitely uh, more sustainable and you get to see a lot more of the country, I guess, that you wouldn't necessarily see if if you were getting there quite quickly. Quite quickly. Yeah, we do, we do take planes sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah there's no choice. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, there are um, times when like we don't even have to t- like we might finish one sit and start the next sit the next day. Okay. We just don't have the time yeah. to do it. Then other times we'll spend like two days on buses and trains getting from one place to the next. Yeah, and there's always other ways to do it, like car- uh, carbon emission, uh, which there's little ways to do it sort of more sustainably I guess yeah. yeah so um I know this could be a difficult question but do you have a favorite destination that you've traveled to so far 
Ooh. Well, I don't know if it's that hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to let you answer first because my one. There's mine. <laughs> okay. My, my, mine is definitely Italy so far. Okay. Um, uh, just because it's sort of. Uh, we found everyone there so friendly. Um, sort of, you, you can't like throw a stone without hitting some kind of history or culture or something. Uh, yeah. Um, and we, we both sort of love our food and the Italian foods. Really, <laughs> really nice and everything. Um, we just felt really at home there. Yeah. Really nice. Mm. The, um, and we had two separate. Um, experiences there one was working on a farm with a family um for a while and then the other one was pet sitting um uh, a cat and two dogs alpacas and bees wow. <laughs> uh, it was like a little sort of small holding um and those were in two different regions of uh, Italy and both times we, we were there for a significant amount of time so we were able to like meet friends like we made friends yeah. like they're in the local pub yeah. <laughs> and like um uh, seen some things that I don't think tourists would necessarily go and see yeah and so in that kind of way which was yeah. quite special and it holds a very very special place in our hearts so um and yeah I mean for me I also loved I love everywhere like I think every anytime I go somewhere I'm like oh I could live here <laughs> yeah oh that's brilliant <laughs> Um, and definitely I, I, I do that a lot I, yes. I, mean, I love uh, <laughs> I love Slovakia uh, I love living there mm. uh, we did live there for a year and it was it's an amazing country and highly yeah. underrated but yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that, that's one definitely then that needs to kind of uh to be on the list then for for experiencing if if you're saying that it's such a great experience i i personally would love to travel to more places in europe as well so um definitely open for suggestions um so yeah that sounds that sounds awesome um so are there any places on the bucket list that you haven't been to then that you would like to travel to <laughs> again i already know what henry's is okay um, for me i really well this year this year was mm. um, supposed to all uh, be all about kind of experiencing a bit more of Europe, which we have yeah. uh, managed yeah. a little bit. Um, but so this year I was supposed to be going to Greece and Turkey, which I didn't get to. So <laughs> hopefully we can go next year. In Romania and yeah, which are which were all places um, on there. But very high up for me is actually um, Argentina. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a, bit, a bit further afield mm -hmm. um because i have a dream of going to patagonia and mm. uh, just been my dream forever to go to patagonia uh, and uh, go hiking and see the penguins mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and all of that so yeah ever since uh, i was a child i've been fascinated by the books of gerald Durrell. so i've always wanted to go to madagascar uh, see the lemurs and the eyes and, and the rainforest and everything mm. there. Uh, we both want to go to Japan. Uh, we're both fascinated by Japan. Yes. And then recently, uh, I've been getting very heavily into the idea of permaculture and sustainable living. So I really want to go to somewhere like Costa Rica as well. Mm. Yeah. There's so much you can learn as well from from visiting all of these places. Um, yeah, Japan is definitely in Africa uh, 
towards Madagascar is definitely on on my bucket list as well so I completely uh relate to that um and I hope you guys can go there I mean I hope you know by next year you can visit some of the places as well that you wanted to to travel to this year um which unfortunately I guess uh was stopped um so I guess the current pandemic affected so many uh travel bloggers I'm I'm seeing a lot of people post things on on Instagram and on social media um uh, of how the lockdown has kind of affected uh their travels and their traveling blog um so did you make any changes to how you do things um currently <laughs> well Jen <laughs> September last year, Jen came up with this fabulous plan about Ooh. this is what this is what we're going to do over the next like 15, 18 months. Literally, okay. she had everything from September up to December this year kind of mapped out. And then everything went to hell in a handbasket. Um, and literally sort of we've been making plans and then restrictions have changed and we've had to make new plans and then the restrictions have changed. Sort of like we are, we have made so many plans now that we are probably out of letters and, and just into sheer numbers of plans. So that yeah. I probably plan 200 and something at this point. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely changed house sitting for us. We were quite lucky, uh, to be honest, we were quite because we were able to go to Bulgaria um, to do a pet sit with um, with lots of cats, and okay. <laughs> uh, it was a a dog and and we were still able to go because this lady had a house in, uh, on the other side, on the Black Sea side. Okay, uh, so she still needed someone and there was a, a tiny little opening in the <laughs> when uh, in the UK uh when the first lockdown was happening uh, yes it was sort of towards the end of that when they were opening up destinations the, yeah yeah um and there was that little sort of gap I guess and they opened up Bulgaria as a travel corridor so yes let's go for it <laughs> like we yeah, picked a flight yeah. the next day yeah, literally, we, we found that they opened up the travel corridor about, I don't think it was even a week before we were due to start. So we had this plan and we sat there waiting to see what they did. And then the Bulgaria came out and said, OK, EU citizens are now allowed back in. And of course, we went, um, UK is not part of the EU anymore. Uh, yeah. so what, what, what's the deal with that? And then we had to wait like another two or three days for clarification that it was EU and UK. Ah, uh, okay. So that's kind of where we're at now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's as and when really for you now. Um, it's quite difficult to plan, I guess. So it's, I guess, yes, yes. when something arrives, arises, then, then you kind of go with it. Yeah, I think all all plans that we make, sort of all sits that we arrange and everything, uh, sort of everyone understands that it is really on a provisional basis. Mm. Like you are there at the sit. Like yeah. it's not one hundred percent confirmed because things could change and suddenly either they can't go away on holiday or mm. we can't get to the place or both happen, etc. Like 
is really a case of just sort of making lots of provisional plans and then just seeing what you can actually manage. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you guys mentioned that you're currently uh, in Germany, is that correct? So what are you guys doing now? Uh, so we are on one last sit, I guess, um, <laughs> looking after three cats, they're beautiful cats. Um, and this finishes on Wednesday. And okay. We did have a plan to go back to England to start sitting there but obviously mm-hmm. uh, there was a lockdown last night uh, yes <laughs> um so we uh so one of them is cancelled and we're still waiting to hear back about another so kindly the people here have said <laughs> we can maybe stay with them for a couple of weeks that's uh, nice or we can go back home the only problem with going home is that my mum is in scotland and uh, we're a bit scared that Scotland might close the border to England and we still need to get that down. Um, so we're just kind of waiting to see what, what's going on. But uh, I think the best plan is maybe to stay for a couple of weeks and then fly back. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. And we're very lucky this year that people have been so um, nice to let us stay for a couple of more days here and there or a couple yeah. more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, since they have the space and, and things and it's kind of this is our experience with speaking to other pet sitters that's um, good that's kind of the story of the year that's kind of what, what people have been yeah you've seen you've other. seen the real sort of niceness of people coming out yes that people have gone look we understand the situation is bad uh like our bulgaria one uh we, even though they opened up the travel corridor, we still had to quarantine when we got there. So the people said, well, come over a cu- couple of weeks early and we will quarantine with you. Ah, okay. Because we've got to pick you up from the airport. We've got to show you everything around the house. So technically we're going to be mixing. So yeah. we, will, we will quarantine for two weeks with you, uh, show you everything that needs to be done in the house. And then when the quarantine is over, we'll go off on our holiday and leave you for three months. Yeah. So, and things like that. That's, that's lovely as well. Um, yeah. yeah, it's nice that it's kind of brought people together in, in a way that I didn't really see before, I guess. So it, it's lovely um, to have that kind of reinstated um, that there are lots of good people in the world. So, yeah um what advice would you give to anyone who wants to kind of follow in their following your footsteps sorry and uh, travel around the globe I know you know with this currently going on it's quite difficult um but you know maybe even next year if somebody wanted to start um hopefully things will start to get easier um what advice would you give somebody yeah exactly yeah. don't start anything yeah. 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 Don't start now yeah <laughs> the competition is very fierce for sits right now so, um i think the first thing so it's quite hard to maybe get your first uh sit because people always want reviews mm. um you too i guess so um, yes starting out it's always like you know we want to know that you're trustworthy and yeah. use a couple of mainly two different sites to book our sits. Yeah. Um, and we had 
we've kind of sat down and thought about our um our cv basically beforehand like what is our experience how is that relevant um and wrote this all down so we've been like hotel managers obviously when it comes to looking after someone's house and cleaning like that's pretty um pretty important yeah uh, you do kind of have to approach it a little bit like you are applying for a job on a regular basis so you ba when you sign up to these services you are basically writing an online cv essentially mm. um, and then when you contact people that's kind of your co cover letter um, and then you usually have some kind of interviews etc so it you've got kind of got to have that that approach that this is like just applying for jobs yeah. so there will be ones that you get interviews for there will be ones that you just don't get an interview for um so it's also not taking those rejections too seriously yeah and at first what we did was sort of got lots of um, people like when we worked on the farm in italy so we got yeah. a family our, our old boss from the hotel uh, our landlady we had an apartment in slovakia at the time um, which we gave up to start doing this uh, mm. only to be <laughs> sidetracked by the pandemic. But oh. it was a, a reference. Um, we got police checks uh, done as well, mm. um, and which, to be honest, I needed because I was teaching children. <laughs> so, uh, I kind of had that, all of that information up to date, and um, we explained. Obviously, you know, we have we are we were both teachers full time, and obviously that. Growing up, we both um, had various sets and um, we look at it as a job, reassure them, hope that you get an interview. <laughs> yeah. We quit as well. Yeah. Ah, okay. Some, some sets can get 30, 40, 50 plus applicants. Wow. And if you think, if you're a homeowner, you're really only going to look maybe at the first four or five, something like that. Yeah. So, so, like, that's not to say don't apply if there's already been lots of applicants, mm -hmm. but you're much more likely to to get uh, looked at if you are one of the first ones that applies for it. Yeah. Um, so it is you do have to kind of be on the ball a lot of the time, checking whatever services you're using. And seeing what the latest sits are for the kind of places that you're looking at. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds good. I mean, I guess even if you don't have much experience, you can draw on something that you might, you know, be good at, or you might have a skill in something, or you might just be really good at tidying up. But I guess, yeah, yeah you might just need to draw on those little things to kind of build up that, that relevant experience. And like you mentioned, I guess getting the references as well really helps because for my, even for my cat sitting website, it's really important that, you know, people can, can see that we're trusted um, by other people. And I think that's kind of the first thing that people really look for when they're deciding uh, whether they want somebody to, you know, come into their home and look after their pet. Yeah, exactly. It's just about, I don't know, yeah, drawing on, I guess, every little thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, like, even if I was a caterer for a while, so even that, yeah. 
okay yeah exactly those little things those skills that you can kind of add um I think yeah definitely uh it kind of boosts the application uh, a little bit as well because it shows that you kind of have taken that time to to um to, to write those things and let them know um so is it still possible because I think a lot of people would have this question as well so if you're kind of giving up you know that security of maybe somewhere that you're renting or you might even own a home or um, a secure job that you might have but then you know you still really want to start traveling is it possible to still maintain an income while traveling around Um, and could you give any tips about that at all? Yeah, I think that um, it was a big gamble when we did this yeah. initially. We had uh, we had the security of an apartment. Um, we had jobs as teachers, and we were um, given the opportunity to stay where we were for at least another year or two years, I think. Yeah. Um, so, and but we decided that if we really wanted to um, travel a bit more and sort of fully commit to this lifestyle yeah uh, we just had to give it all up and see how it how it went and if it didn't work out <laughs> it didn't work out um and but thankfully thankfully it has and so my uh for me my background uh, I did journalism and had worked in PR and things like that so I hadn't really focused on it for a long time and I thought well I wanted to try and back into that I guess um so set myself up as self-employed as a freelance writer so um and just started pitching (laughs) pitching (laughs) people and and doing what I could to get writing jobs Uh, and I do a bit of content marketing as well um uh, so that and we both are online teachers excellent Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so certainly it's it's sort of as long as you can find some kind of way of digitally working yeah uh, so whether you do what we do which is the online teaching or an online writing or you have the kind of job where you don't need to go into offices etc this is one thing that the pandemic's been quite good about mm. the fact that it suddenly made people realize that actually they a lot of people can do their jobs almost entirely from home yeah so if you are now in that kind of job where you really can work from home well if you can work from home then you can work anywhere that you have internet yeah so it's it's, that's one thing we find with a lot of our places is there is always internet so you can kind of have have a job and, and work online yeah um, I'm not saying you're going to be rich unless you usually uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um, but yeah, like I kind of think it's just it is hard work, but yeah, if you don't mind that lifestyle, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, I guess it's it's about getting by really as well. Like as long as you know you can survive, you can eat you know you can you know do a few things a few activities um I guess that's all that matters really and I think that a lot of people that would want to start this journey 
don't really have the intention of, you know, becoming millionaires or wanting to be rich. I mean, of course, you know, it, it would be nice to, to live comfortably. But at the same time, I think the passion with a lot of people is actually just the traveling. Um, and anything that's, you know, adds to that would be a bonus. Um, and like you mentioned, Henry, as well, like it's it is so easy to work remotely now. Um, and a lot, a lot of people are realizing that. Um, but as well, I agree with Jenny saying that it is uh, it is very difficult to start off and, and to kind of get like clients and, and get like teaching things online and, and, and whatever kind of uh, things that you're doing. Um, my partner and I are in a similar position as well. So um, we know the hard work and graph that it takes to kind of put in to, to get those kind of uh, to get that online work. Um, but if you can do it and you're persistent and hardworking, there's no saying that you you know, it wouldn't work. So yeah, that's, that's really good uh, advice. So thank you for that. Um, how important is it for you to learn about the culture and, and society when visiting different countries? Oh, I think very important. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the core of why we do this is, mm. is that we can go and experience those different cultures um, and, and, and sort of really sort of get a, a taste of the lifestyle and the way people live in each of these countries. Exactly. I'm just, I love learning. I'm kind of one of these people that if I could be at university, and I just spend my life watching documentaries. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just fascinated with everything in the world. Yeah, so it's, yeah, that's probably the, the most important thing um, to me. Um. And what do you do to ensure you get to know um, about the country and culture? Do you uh, go out into community? Do you go to like local community events? What is it that you do to get to really know the the country and culture well? Yeah, definitely a bit both. Um, When we've lived in the place and when we lived in places, so living in Slovakia, we um, got involved with like... Uh, different events like a local community centre, language exchanges, uh, there was a tour, uh, there was a woman who ran tours um, for expats to introduce them to the local culture and take them to different events and things uh, and towns and cities and villages Um, and yeah and then the language exchange was good for me and locals because they wanted to learn English and I could learn try and learn a bit of Slovak mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, and then through things like that we met real local friends I guess yeah and, and that's that was kind of the the way to to really get to know a bit more about the culture um and whenever we go, we're always trying to seek out, I don't know, even things like local markets that the locals yeah. use. In. Yeah. Obviously, sort of when you're when you're traveling, uh, doing house sitting and you're maybe in a country for like a week, two weeks, something like that, it's harder to find the sort of events and things like that. Mm. Uh, but certainly, yeah, we try and use markets, try and use local shops, uh, really try and sort of just do what anyone anyone who lives in that country would normally do yeah exactly I guess it's about immersing yourself in the culture as well um and then you sort of I don't know about you but if you spend like longer than you know just a couple of weeks somewhere you almost feel like 
it's it's a I don't know about you but sometimes it feels quite permanent um and and you find yourself not even thinking but just automatically walking to a market and or walking somewhere and not even thinking about you know the direction just just feeling completely immersed and at home um so I think that's uh, really uh, important as well um so are there any, I know you spoke earlier about, you know, creating a CV for yourself. Um, are there any extra things that you do whilst um, house-sitting at a person's home? Oh, what do we do? Uh, I think I'm all about going extra. Mm. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly some of the, the longer ones, um, and certainly ones with gardens and things like that, especially over summers and things like that, there's usually gardening to be done. And, okay. and like we, we always sell ourselves on the fact that if there are odd jobs around the place that need doing, yeah, we'll, we're quite happy to do them. Uh, so like in Bulgaria, we were looking after chickens and there were some chicks that were born. So we had to build like a li- little nesting area for them oh. in in the area where the chicks were kept because they were kept separate from most of the adult chickens because otherwise so that they might get hurt etc. So we had to build them a little sort of roosting area. We've sort of grown veg- various vegetables and things ah. like that places, all sorts of different things. Yeah, always try and like make it so that. I always try and make so that things are a little bit uh, nicer by the time they come back. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'll properly I'll have a little pro. Usually, I would have a little project, or I'm probably going to clean this out or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Going above and beyond, and I, I can imagine that people are really appreciative of that as well when they come back. Um, and I guess they show that in the reviews that you 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 guys have as well, which I'm sure are. Oh, really good (laughs) really (laughs) positive um so now moving on to one of my favorite parts of the show which is about the pets can you tell us a bit more about your experience with animals and any pets that you've previously owned yourself um i'll let you go because your list (laughs) is a lot shorter than mine okay i had a couple of dogs as well um growing up when i moved to the countryside so i was able to go and excellent adventures with uh ah, nice. and stuff like that um which was pretty sweet and then since then we moved back to the city and uh we didn't have uh the space for our pets so there was even this big pet gap <laughs> for, for a long time and I, I was always living in flats where you couldn't have you know pets and yeah. the pets weren't um uh, the only time actually was my university like my uh roommate at uni had a, a kitten that we <laughs> so we had a flat kitten oh which was really sweet we used to call snarf he was ginger mm-hmm. <laughs> Cute. um but yeah so i just i just really love cats and dogs both equally yeah. um, and when we were in slovakia i started dog walking at a shelter um, and there was uh, also a a cat cafe but it was run by a charity so they were taking in rescue cats yeah Um, uh, which we used to frequent a lot (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then we kind of got into this idea of pet sitting and I was like this is perfect (laughs) yeah yeah 
Yeah, well, like you, like Jen, um, as, a, as a child, I had a cat and a dog uh, for many, many years. Um, and then we got a second dog. Um, unfortunately, as time went on, they, they passed away. Uh, I had kept rats. Um, my, my family's always been very animal friendly. The, the yeah. rats we actually got because I wanted a snake. Ah, okay. My mum my was dead set against having like mice and rats in the yeah. freezer to feed them. So her argument was, well, if we're going to keep them in the freezer, why don't we keep live ones? And then mm. you don't need a snake because you've got a live rat to look at. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, had, had rats, uh, lots, various cats and dogs over the years. Um, and then once I started living on my own, um, I, I kind of went down the exotic animal route. Mm. So uh, I started keeping snakes. Tarantulas, bearded okay. dragons. It started going on onto the weird and wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Um, do you have any favourite memories with some of the pets that you've looked after when you've been pet sitting? Yeah, lots, lots, lots. Of <laughs> I can imagine. Um, and I'm quite lucky with pet. There was one pet sit uh, that we we're going to do next year, and it was people said it sounded crazy, and maybe it is, but it was like. <laughs> With eleven cats in a wow, in a yeah. <laughs> wow. honestly, oh my goodness! I was it was just like feeding time was crazy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't understand the meaning behind the phrase, it's like herding cats. Yeah. You try controlling eleven cats at wow. feeding when some of them have to have medicine and some of them don't oh. you're trying to make sure they all have the right food oh my goodness <laughs> but i loved it it was like cat heaven oh. <laughs> there was like always, always a cat there to, to have your lap or something so, yeah um and yeah loads of it the italian farm was amazing um, oh. and we had alpacas and um a cat that was like a dog she was like, oh. She would come with us, like we had a woodland trail that we'd walk the dogs, and yeah. uh, Miss Stacia would join us on the walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Cute. Uh, yeah, just Carlo, who thought he was a parrot. Yeah, the cat that was a pa the parrot cat. Yeah. Oh. Whenever I sat down, like uh, he would come and sit on my shoulders, like oh. a parrot, and and then I get up and walk around with him, and he just be sort of sat there on my shoulder, going, "Okay." Yeah, <laughs> just don't move too fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's just been nice. Mostly in rural places. So yeah, nice. nice for the animals as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like most of them are usually the cats are outdoors. Sometimes they're in, just indoors. Like, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, exactly. You can enjoy like nice, beautiful nature and. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh that sounds awesome um i know it's not right to have any particular favorites i try not to um but do you have any particular favorite animals um that you've looked after i don't know yes for me I do. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I loved um, again at the eleven cats. It um, yeah. There was one called Mops, um, oh. which in German we learned just recently actually that actually means um, like a little bit chubby or something like a little. Oh. <laughs> but he's he's really fluffy um and he's uh like you know the grumpy cat with the grumpy face ah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but he's a tiny very fluffy version like oh cute his fur probably makes up about half to two-thirds of his size yeah <laughs> he kind of just walks around like a little cloud like yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> and he made the strangest little noises but anyway i, I just love <laughs> oh yeah i can i can imagine <laughs> i can imagine and you don't have any henry um i think i think sort of every place that we go of the animals i might have a favorite mm. but as as an overall favorite i don't think i have one okay uh, sort of thinking about fernix in bulgaria and uh um asti and the alpacas in italy mm, there's so many just, yeah yeah i guess it's hard, it's hard to make a choice <laughs> but we do still remember all of their names yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly i think you'll you never really forget when you have those kind of experiences um so you have already mentioned you know the alpacas and and some quite unusual pets i guess that you wouldn't usually find i guess in the uk anyway um but what are some of the unusual pets that you've looked after while or animals while house sitting mm, i think well we had a beehive yeah. um, which was a fairly new beehive as well um it wasn't actually it, it wasn't difficult because they were still sort of creating this this hive yeah um so mostly it was just leaving them a little bit of water <laughs> so that they could uh sustain themselves okay um, yeah. but they were that was cool um, pigeons pigeons oh lots of pigeons actually yeah. <laughs> we seem to keep getting uh <laughs> budgies cockatiels finches wow yeah, lots of birds. L lots and lots of birds. And is this yeah. a first for you as well? Like, did you have any idea about, you know, how to look after these pets or do you just kind of learn as you do it? We definitely learn. <laughs> we, um, but th that was also part of the reason for pet sitting because we have uh, an idea one day to build ourselves a sustainable like small holding and it's kind okay. of our dream to have like a little farm so we want yeah. experience with unusual pets next yeah. year we'll see if we can get some experience with like sheep and goats and stuff mm. as well like, <laughs> um, we were supposed to have that this year um what advice would you give to someone who started looking after a pet that perhaps you know might be nervous or a bit aggressive have you have you come across that yourselves certainly nervous Mm. Had, yeah, we had quite a few nervous, uh, wonderful, we did nickname Scaredy Cat because it was, yeah. <laughs> was Scaredy Cat. Um, but she was so sweet in the end. She yeah. really came in. Um, I guess when, no, I'm quite lucky we've not had an aggressive. Okay. Yeah. I think to, sometimes you do have to give them a little bit of space. Yeah. I, I never just, going straight away petting them like lifting them you know picking them up or yeah. <laughs> anything like 
that that might make them you know I always let them sniff my hand yeah. and then um get used to my smells and maybe they smell my stuff <laughs> yeah like, yeah um maybe just sit for a little bit and then eventually they'll start to like come over like this actually on this sit the the cat was very nervous um yeah okay. so we've kind of just a bit of space and she's yeah. very cute but yeah well so let them come to you uh, as much as possible, sort of don't go chasing them around. Let them get used to you. As Jen says, let them get a good smell of you first so that they get used to your smell. Like that, um, just to, to let them be a bit more at ease. Yeah. We haven't really had to deal with any any aggressive animals. Yeah, the only... So we have had dogs where we've had to, they are not um, dog loving dogs. Yeah, they're, they're not great with other dogs. Okay, okay, yeah. So, in, in those circumstances, we always, um, usually, most people have sort of harness type uh, leads for their, their dogs that are not sort of extendable. Um, okay. And so it's easier to keep them on a short leash. Yeah. Just kind of keep them, maybe keep a treat in your pocket and just keep walking by, you know, just keep them distracted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, with, yeah, with dogs, there's a bit of a knack to, yeah. <laughs> uh, to that. Um, we don't want to get caught out, you know, we don't want mm-hmm. to be surprised by anything. So yeah. I would recommend checking yeah. because um, we have heard some, stories from other sitters so it turned up at a sit and you know the animal is just not uh the dog or the cat is just either extremely nervous uh, and won't come out of the bedroom or something for like okay. four days <laughs> or like um we've had stories like that um where you know people would just rather know first it's not necessarily that you won't be able to handle it but just as long as you have an idea before you go in yeah <laughs> Um, so can you tell us a bit more about the pets that you're currently looking after? Are they their cats, are they, that you mentioned? Yeah. Three okay. cats. Oh, three. Um, yeah. And but yeah, all last night they were all sitting on our laps on the sofa watching horror movies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they were all sat on us last night. Oh, bless. I don't know if they were more interested in the cake on the table. <laughs> <laughs> there did seem to be an element of we we want cake and your lap is the closest thing. To yeah, 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 and um, yeah, they're they're pretty genteel cats. And yeah, okay. They're flat cats as well. So okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's easier. But yeah, they're lovely. <laughs> oh, bless. Um, and as you might already know, um, I have a cat sitting company called Cat- Chatty Cats Care. Um, what is it about cats that you love? Me, as we're saying, like, obviously all animals have their own personality. Yeah. Cats, cats are always, they all do cat things, <laughs> but they all have their own little, like, uh, eccentricities, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they all have their own uh Little, little things that they do that are always entertaining obviously um, yes. <laughs> and I like the fact that they're quite independent mm. um, but also you still want cuddles <laughs> mostly yeah. but I just don't want to be touched <laughs> um, but 
I, yeah, that's what I love about them. They're just like funny little things. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no two cats are ever ever the same. <laughs> exactly, and they're just yeah, they're just just lovely. I think uh, like recently we had one, two, I think three sits um, where they we basically had the same breed of cat uh, oh, okay. each. Each yeah. cat was very different yeah. from the last one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know what, it, yeah, I've never, really, when I was younger, I thought I was more of a dog person, mm-hmm. just because, and I loved adventuring with said dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, also a big fan of, like, Enid Blyton. <laughs> um, those kind of stories. But then, yeah. Um, and my mum was always like the, the cat, the big cat lover, you know. But, okay. Um, and I feel I feel like as I've gotten older, I'm much more like my mum, like the, the cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so if our listeners want to find out a little bit more about you both, where can they find you online and your blog? First, yeah, you can find us um, mostly on Instagram. So we're Hoopla underscore adventures and then we have our hoopla adventures blog as well so it's just um www.hoopladventures.com yeah and um we are quite active on instagram mostly we do have a contrast <laughs> um but so again that's just hoopla adventures um so instagram we use like our stories like we're constantly updating stories with you know uh our various pets um <laughs> but we always do check with owners first because you don't want to be yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah so we update the stories on about that just yeah. our day-to-day lives and <laughs> traveling and perfect no and your pages are great by the way guys um i was definitely very attracted to your instagram page and then i loved reading your blog as well it's so informative and and such great tips that i guess can apply to anyone really but i really enjoyed reading it it's really well written so thank you and thank you so much for today as well and talking to me it's been it's been really nice and interesting so lovely to meet you both it's lovely to meet you too, yeah, Michelle. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.